welcome to a new episode of the podcast From Artist to Entrepreneur. So happy that you're here and it's the first interview actually since we started. Today I have an amazing guest, it's Aitor Patterson and he is raised, he was raised by artist parents, meaning like what influence has this on you when you're raised by artist parents in a maybe more or less, it's a judgment, but more or less positive or negative way for yourself and your own path. So it's super interesting to hear what he learned from it and yeah, how he maybe was blocked or yeah, you get to listen now to the interview. And also what being kind to yourself and healing first for him means And also, as his advice for every artist and entrepreneur listening, and what it means to have integration first, and why it's so important to have guidance in this. So, yeah, not too much spoiler. Enjoy the episode. And in case you like the episode, you like the podcast, you like the topic, I'm happy when you share, when you leave a review on Spotify or iTunes, because this helps the algorithm to even more artists and entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, to spread the message, to get the insights, the inspiration, because what is important for me is that every artist gets to start to thrive and to yeah level up their leadership and to reach more people, to be more successful, to be more independent. This is my deepest mission from the heart. So enjoy and dive into it. Take a paper, take a pen and let me know, even on social media, when you take something out of it, what was helpful and valuable for you. So enjoy. So an official beautiful welcome to a wonderful man called Aitok Patterson. Um, we will now dive into, from my perspective, in a beautiful different perspective on the topic from artist to entrepreneur today. Because in this moment in his life, Aitor is not living his artist. So he is employed in a bigger company, but he was raised by two parents being an artist. And I think this is super interesting for everyone who listens to get a different perspective on what does this to you? What influences this? Which kind of limiting beliefs are you building? So an official welcome to you, Aitor. Thank you, thank you so much, Tina. <laughs> that was a lovely introduction, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for being here. I'm so great to have you. And let's start with the yeah first introduction. I already said it. You were raised by two artists. Like, let's go back a little bit in your life to mm. where you're your child. Where are you from? Yeah. Where are your parents from? And tell us a bit about the life being raised by two artists. Mm, well, so my father's name uh, was Arnaldo Patterson. Uh, he was raised, born and raised in Cuba. And it's funny with the timing because he was 25 years older than my mom. So oh. when he was born in Cuba, he experienced the life before the revolution with the communist revolution mm -hmm. and he always wanted to do ballet but he couldn't because he was black so he wasn't allowed to learn ballet but in his early 20s when the revolution happened they were looking for people to become part of the dance company national dance company and then he auditioned and he started as a dancer and eventually became a choreographer at the company and 
create like a big, big, big uh, choreography called Elaboración Técnica, uh, where he sort of make um, uh, a full, like a mix uh, the more classical contemporary dance with the African roots. And then from my mom's side, she was born and raised in San Sebastian in Spain and went to Madrid in the 80s to be an actress. And then they met in Madrid because my father was traveling to Moscow. Mm -hmm. But he asked for, in Spanish, we say asilo, asilo político, asilo. Mm -hmm. sí. <laughs> we yeah. would love to speak Spanish, yes, but <laughs> for the audience, we are speaking English. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, but... Yeah, keep continuing. He was in Spain for yeah. some work. They met in, in, in the 80s in Spain and they fall in love. And after my brother, really early on in the relationship, after two years, my, my brother was born, my mom was 21. And then they had me when my mom was uh, 27 and I was born in 1990 in Madrid. Ah, thank you for saying because I was when you're sharing and I think like ah so you're born in Spain so your dad is from Cuba but yeah. the rest from the family was already in Spain and so yeah. you are also born in Spain okay yeah. ah, I have so many questions already so first of all let's dive into a different topic because I love culture and cultures influencing art and like this whole thing how was it yeah let's not go directly to the piece of artists let's go into the the piece of different cultures. So your dad was from Cuba. <laughs> yeah. You were born in Spain, having mm -hmm. a Spanish mom. Have you experienced challenges about finding your culture, your personality by having a Cuban father and a Spanish mom? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Tell us more about this, because even this is influencing if someone lives an artist, this is influencing the art. So that's why I'm so interested also mm -hmm. in different cultures. Yeah, let me know. Definitely. Uh, when I was born, like in my, when I was a, in my early years, when I was a child, uh, there were no immigrants in Spain. And less when I, when the, I was uh, living in the north of Spain, in the Basque region, which is a really sort of like a small region in Spain, which is kind of close towards even the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And I always was the, the only black kid in the school. Mm. And, you know, when I would go to, like, any sports, like in swim, swimming, football, anything, I was only the only black guy, me and my brother, the only two black kids in the, in my town, to say. So, yeah, for me, it was sort of always uh, a bit of a shock. And that definitely influenced my life because I had, from early on, I have a really extra awareness of, um, am I welcome, am I not welcome? So that's always been... You know, and really end up sort of affecting me in that way. Mm -hmm. And for example, uh, when we had like regional, you know, in each region in Spain, and probably also in Germany, you have like your regional mm, uh, parties, like in summer or in winter. And I was never really, I never seen myself sort of like as part of my local community because I, didn't see many people like me, like either in the mythology, mythology, or you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there wasn't, you know, there wasn't many people like me in the stories that tell what they spoke about or the community that I was part of. I, I was literally the only black guy. 
So yeah, that yeah detached me a little bit from my surrounding in that way. Have you talked about this experience with your parents? Because one of your parents is from there. So, and yeah. you experienced it also because of the skin color, you said like, and you felt this difference in the culture, but have you talked with someone about it, about this influence? Oh uh, yeah, with my brother and you, also my father, he died when I was five years old. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? I didn't even have my father as a role model. Mm. Was, okay, I see these other many white people like my mom, but then I have my father, but I didn't have my father. So it was sort of like my mom trying to, you know, explain the situation and, you know, sort of navigate that in a moment in time where it wasn't really common having mixed race uh, children hmm. in, uh, in Spain, you know. So yeah, wow, yeah, I can. I always been really welcome, eh? I have to say, I wasn't never really severely bullied or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I was really lucky, but I also I always were really, as I told you, was really really clear where I was more welcome than not. So I would always sort of like try to navigate social spaces, knowing that maybe this type group of people will not be so welcome towards me. Or, for example, people in the big cities were almost more friendly mm -hmm. than people in the small cities, because that's also in general, you know, it's more more common that people who live in big cities are more used to like, embracing new people. And maybe people who live in small, small towns can be maybe a bit harder to sort of like break through. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally get it. Mm. And then also knowing that I was gay from since I really early on. <laughs> okay so it's it, it's it was a combination of an internal and external process because i wanted to say like what i'm perceiving is more it's more an internal perception of mm, i'm not belonging mm, i don't fit in here it's not so much as you said like it was not an outside experience because some people are experiencing this like mm. racism or so and for you it was more like hmm is this my country is this my culture are these my people it's more an inside mm. experience for you right yeah yeah and has your has your mom said something towards it or you haven't spoken with her about it um i think she she tried her best so <laughs> okay <laughs> so you know uh, yeah she sort of like i don't know she she tried her best Yeah, I get it. I I hear you. Okay, so um, now going back to being raised, at I least in the first five years, by artists, mm -hmm. and then by one artist. Yeah. What is the most outstanding thing? What still sticks with you? What is this artist being for you? How did it feel? where there is special components to it, where you think, you don't know it, but where you think it was different than maybe with friends who had parents, they were employed in this quote-unquote mm. normal job. So, yeah, a bit of this. Yes, definitely. Uh, it, it was more connected with magic, I would say. Mm. Yeah. My mom is a really beautiful woman, you know. My father was also really special, handsome a uh, really charismatic being so yeah it was more always uh, i allow me 
I think uh, to express myself in a more creative way, like I saw a reflection of myself where things were sort of more fluid because they were not working from eight to five every day in an office and came late to work. We, for example, weekends with my father had a workshop, we would go wherever we need to go and people would be dancing with music and me and my brother would be behind watching people dance and, you know, it was um, definitely a different experience from many other child, children probably had growing up. So this is cool. Project, yeah. This already sounds so exciting. So you were raised into a very artistic day-to-day -day life. So there were, you had many more chances to dive into art, into creativity. You were probably, mm -hmm. I don't know, empowered to express or to explore your creativity was it like this so you you painted maybe you danced maybe you did some music what, what was your early childhood experience for you for yourself expressing your creativity have you tried different things or what was yes yeah, i always been really creative guy so i love to you know uh, make dresses for my dolls i love to draw i love to like i for example i will walk uh, in the forest and pick flowers for my mom, like beautiful flowers and make arrangements. So I was always really, really creative guy. Mm, this is cool. Has, in this case, especially your mom, probably, um, I don't know, now it's missing the English word, but and has she encouraged you to follow this even more? Like, Yeah, um, sort of. There were always some contradictions as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think... Um, We will talk later about it, but probably when my father died, there was like a big shift sort of as a, for my mom, experience in life as a single woman, an artist with two children. Mm -hmm. I think things then get, got a little bit more rough for us. And definitely children, we sort of like absorb everything that is going on in our surroundings. So I definitely, me and my mother realized that it was sort of like a, a shift, a shift, like a mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely, change. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, no, I was I was at least way more embraced for my creativity than maybe in you know in my father's were a lawyer and a doctor in I don't know. Yeah, of course, in the quote unquote normal or the majority yeah, of people. Yeah. So this is in general beautiful because we see when the parents are already or still in their creativity and then their artists being They can give this even more and encouraging their children too. But now you spoke already to it. Let's dive into it. What has changed? Like, of course, everyone knows with this paradigm of the starving artist concept, let's call it like this and challenges around money and making money and expressing you fully, but also desire of wanting to have recognition for your art, but also having impact and that more people mm -hmm. see your art. Like this is this whole world in an artist world. But what has shifted for you at some point, maybe by perceiving the artist world, is it more dangerous or unsafe or, yeah, what shifted? Mm, what shifted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so my background is I, I had a bachelor in arts mm -hmm. and then I did two years of fashion design, fashion school. So I'm always sort of, I was going to be an artist or I wanted to study art history. Mm -hmm. 
So I was always sort of battling with art because for me it was also a way of to escape reality. Uh -huh. In my teenage years, when I was growing up and I didn't understand what was going outside and what was going inside of me, there was not really, a, you know, it wasn't a correlation. It was like, okay, the outside world is something else and inside me is something happening that has, it's not, um, how could I say, I couldn't find, I couldn't integrate what people was expecting of me, what I thought people were expecting from me and what I was sort of like looking forward to do or expressing myself. There was like a big uh, disassociation in that regard. So for me, art was sort of like a place to live in the imagination what I could like watch a painting from Tiziano or Vermeer and just, you know, imagine different worlds and, and, and other times and other realities where I could sort of like live in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's an, it's a common theme in the artist world that it's also an escape from the yeah. outside world? Yeah. If I ask my mom and she tells me why, also had sort of like a intense uh, teenage years or childhood and ask, and art was a way to escape for her. She wanted to be an actress. So she also was looking towards like recognition, but she was also watching the movies uh, from the US in the 50s or 60s, 70s on Hollywood movies and dreaming of living in a movie which is not reality, right? So Absolutely. Do you think it's possible to have a beautiful balance between both, like meaning using art and Yeah, maybe the word escape is already, like you say, like fantasy, not the real world is maybe labeled in the wrong way or more or judged in a negative way. But saying like, hey, maybe the artist world inside of you is, is an ability to process and to go through things happening on the outside. But as a medicine to process and integrate things mm -hmm. and then to be able to live in the outside world. Do you think it's yeah. possible? Yeah. Yeah, but that's what you said. You need guidance. Yeah. You need integration. You need someone to tell you or to guide, not tell you, guide you, right? You process those emotions to art, but then there is, needs to be a guidance to land in reality in a way. Because I, for many years, what I've, felt in my teenage years, in my early years, when I was studying art and expressing myself through art and painting, collage, it was sort of like digging up into what I felt like a wound. Mm. It was sort of like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when I realized sort of after years, what was the wound, I didn't really know how to integrate it. So I was like, okay, And we are going to close this chapter and we are now going to learn how to navigate the real world because I was 20 in my early 20s and I had no, I never experienced, you know, a parent that was working in a company or, you know, a balance from creativity and also living in, being happy, living in, in reality, like having friends, going out, experiencing different things in real life not just in my mind. Mm, makes perfect sense. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I think this is exactly the balance when we speak from artist to entrepreneur, feminine masculine energy, yin and yang. It's exactly this being able to express emotions in art. I mean, I think it's the most beautiful thing you can do 
for yourself and as a gift for the world mm -hmm. because you give them access to something they can't experience anyway otherwise mm -hmm. but then for yourself as an artist being able to live in this world to have this balance to have some structure the mindset some yeah being able to live not only in your art yeah. but also in this world right yeah yeah that's what i there well just sort of to be honest what i where i in my childhood i was really suppressed i was my feminine side was really suppressed so in my art was all about like femininity like i would watch i would lots of fashion shows Uh, portraits uh, of different, you know, like aristocrats, women, or lives, things like that. So it was a lot of like gender and healing that part, but I didn't know how to heal. It was just sort of like raw emotions coming through that were stuck for many years and they were expressing throughout. And I was for me sort of always not really knowing what was going on. And then once I started going to a psychologist and things like that, it was like, okay, I, I was able later on to sort of like bring up that, you know, what it was still like an open wound and say, okay, that's why I was so emotionally shaked by these images because this was actually a projection of myself where I could see myself, but I couldn't express. So it was a lot of pain and frustration. And yeah, I think it's, it's important having some sort of guidance in that understanding of the creative energy awesome awesome yeah beautifully and perfectly expressed i think let's have a short break in the interview um i want to address something in case you already feel that this movement this topic um this desire as an artist or entrepreneur to thriving more to have more success, more money, more independence, more freedom, more impact. Like when all of these topics are important for you and you feel like, yeah, but something's missing, like like-minded people. I'm surrounded by beautiful people, but not these people who can support and empower me in this path. And from my own perspective and experience, including my 20 years of experience working with artists, it's oftentimes feel, it feels pretty lonely to go about this vision you have you feel inside of you that there is something bigger and you want to thrive as a successful entrepreneur yeah but it yeah people are missing like the like-minded empowering encouraging people maybe a coach a mentor a guide and therefore <laughs> i'm starting now in march so whenever you listen to it in march 2023 the entrepreneur community and mastermind for exactly having this finally. <laughs> I want it for myself and I want it for every artist and thriving entrepreneur to experience how it feels and what you can achieve in a community and mastermind where you get support, coaching, guidance, workshops, collaborations, contacts, empowering people. Like, yeah, as you can hear, I'm already excited. And so I wanted to let you know, if this calls you already now, shoot me a DM through social media or an email And so that I can back to you with all the informations until the official landing page is done. But if you can already feel this is something for you, let me know. And now, dive back into the interview and enjoy. And is this now, is this now more or less the reason why you decided to be 
now at this time in your life employed to have okay now I experience the other side now I experience more the masculine version the structure the strategy to then maybe at some point in your yeah. life to be able to combine yeah. it yeah I was now um, well people can know after being <laughs> started fine arts then two years of fashion I experienced I live in Barcelona sort of like shake to the world understand out of my comfort zone and sort of like work from a store to a bartender like really going through everything uh, I studied an MBA mm -hmm. and I did a master in economic history yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was like okay that was sort of like a lot And now I'm more looking forward to integrate the sort of create an stability in my life that allows me to explore other parts of myself gently. Mm -hmm. right? You mean without any kind of pressure or fixed like goal, a, or what do you think? Or what do like you think? Um, knowing that I'm, I have a you know a good salary every month that allows me to have a nice life. A stable life and that uh, you know allows me to if I want to go to a workshop and study some you know once a month start painting again I can connect with you know with my creative side or if I want to do some photo shoot I can sort of like produce the photo shoot but it doesn't have to be me against the world uh, having a you know like being an artist not knowing how much money I'm gonna have, make every month so then, you know what I mean? Like, because that's what I have seen also a little bit with my mom, right? Like struggling financially and then that affecting her creativity and let her down and then sort of like that idea of fighting herself against the world and being like, I will, I, I'm going to make it one day, but till then I'm going to struggle. In a way, struggle. She has a beautiful life, but it's sort of like a struggle. Yeah, perfectly said, because this is what we said like this starving artist concept and i'm here for it like changing this paradigm of this into the other version like changing your mindset changing your behavior changing all of it right like knowing how you don't have to struggle you there are so many ways and when one of trillions of possibilities is what you decided like hey i think this would be a good option to stable to ground to yeah get this a bit more calm Mm -hmm. And then I can integrate both into this new version. So it's even, I think there, there is no failure in general. It's simply like, okay, which way I choose, which is, what is the next step I'm experiencing? Is this still in alignment or does it not feel in alignment until we experience it, right? And there's no failure. Then there are tons of different success stories for artists and nothing is wrong, wrong. It's simply like maybe, yeah, maybe coming slowly to an end. What would be your, Let's say three, yeah, max, <laughs> three insights and or, yeah, tips, advices, learnings for artists listening to this podcast. What is in your perception necessary from changing from the artist to struggling, even with emotions or with success and money, into a successful entrepreneur? And this is personal. This can be your perspective, but what would you say someone listening to it, the three most important things? Kindness towards yourself. Sorry? Kindness. Yes, towards um, yourself. Because mm -hmm. artists are really, 
you know, we lobbying raw, you know, straight to the source of life and, you know, just let's just change the world and let's use my heart and my soul. And that's, it is like, it is, you cannot put a value to that. Like the value is like immense. Uh, and also you need to take care of that because not everyone lives with that uh, motto. You mean even in this intensity, yeah, emotionally, energetically, yes. right? This is this. Or, yeah, don't, not everyone wants to make a, you know, make a change the world through art. Yeah. Some people just want to have a like that's really what they want. Like they just want to have a big house, a nice car, and you know they don't care about anyone else but themselves or their family or who marries with them. And I know many artists really are people who create things towards everyone trying to make a change and impact people's life. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. And it's important to learn how to, in my perspective, it's important to understand that you may not have that in your life. Like you, you may not encounter people like that, like you all the time. So it's important that you have like a plan where you can make like a safe nest where you are like healthy and happy within yourself. And then from that, you can give to the universe and to the world without having any expectation to have anything back because you don't need material or, you know, material, any, you know, you don't need money per se. And you just sort of like give because you are a giver. Mm -hmm. But uh, you are ready to don't receive maybe your expectations from your emotions. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Work on, on healing yourself. And once you are in a more like heal, you feel healed and more stable and more aligned, then you know just go you know go through it like just cool, cool. So your your first one was be kind and you explained a bit why. Your second was heal yourself super interesting that you said this why do you think it's important from artist to entrepreneur in between one of these important steps is healing yourself because the healing yourself in my experience allow me to see reality better mm -hmm. so if i now I, i'm experiencing life in a more real in real way mm -hmm. i don't have to fight demons that maybe they are not there Mm -hmm. I don't have to put so much energy in things that are really doesn't exist, don't exist. Amazing, Artur, super valuable. When you think like when someone is stuck, quote unquote, but not aware of it in their artist world, but not living in reality and maybe think that's why I'm maybe taking this also because super valuable what you shared. And I think everyone listens to it can take something from it. Not being afraid of, hey, when I'm going more into a business mindset, a uh, masculine structure, um, when I healed, I don't have anything to say anymore. I can't be creative anymore because then I have no more access to my emotions, whatever comes up. But I think it's super valuable to share, oh, no, this is not happening. You still have access to emotions, to creativity, 
but you see it more clear, more balanced, and then you mm -hmm. can dive into your creativity, but you can also dive into this, what is also necessarily structure, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to say, like, when I was 19, my, like, my favorite artists were Amy Winehouse and <laughs> Alexander McQueen, which is, they both committed suicide, I think, uh, or died before an overdose or, like, really tragically. Like, McQueen is, was an artist, not just an artist, was, like, a main, like, it was just something from another world. Like, he was, for me, it was, you know, what I look up for, I was like, okay, then I, I think I need to check my, when I saw they both died, actually, the similar year or the same year, I was like, wow, I think I need to sort of, like, do some, you know, because the value of them, the value of Alexander McQueen and Amy Winehouse within the artistic, you know, the artistic uh, world and life is amazing. It's remarkable and it will always be amazing. But I would love if they will have had beautiful lives as well, and not just what was their creation because they sort of sacrifice themselves to give to humanity a glimpse of something. Hmm. Yeah, this lands deeply and very well. I think it's, yeah, it's a beautiful, also summary and ending because it speaks also to my, to this bigger mission of art saves lives and showing artists and the world why and how and, and this is it, right? When you have the balance and the healing and the integration, then you are able to save your own life instead of mm -hmm. leaving and helping others and not only in one direction. So it's in both directions, right? Yeah. The balance, I don't know yet. I don't know where is the balance because my favorite artist also is Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, it's... It's uh, finding the balance, right, between dealing with emotions and let them let them flow, mm -hmm. be expressed. And this, this is what I'm oftentimes speaking in social media. Also, it's therefore I see an artist in a specific way, like it's special, meaning like you need and want to have access to your emotions and express them. So you are not like the majority suppressing your emotions. You have access to them and this is so beautiful. But then needing, as you said, like maybe guidance or tools or the right mindset to find the balance in between coming back out of it and then living a more peaceful, neutral. Not that the other emotions are not peaceful, but you know what I mean. It's this yeah, yeah, yeah. balance to not yeah, dive too much into it and not being able to come out. Yeah, it's super beautiful that you, you, you shared it again. Mm. Yeah. Therefore, as you said, it's it's necessary. Have like-minded people, even entrepreneurs around you, um, more healed, more balanced, and having both. Yeah. Aitor, thank thank you very much for today, for <laughs> all your wisdom, your perspectives, your experience, a bit of your story. So it was super inspiring, and I think super valuable what you shared. And. Um, Thank you. Well. I'm still figuring out like this is just me today. <laughs> Maybe in two years or one year, I'd say, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, and this is so important and it's so beautiful that 
I have on this podcast so many different stories, so many mm. different perspectives, so many, because everyone can relate to something, right? And so now you shared, how was it to be raised by artists, but then having your own artist way, but then your experience of, oh, actually I need first maybe this. And oh, for me, this is the healthiest version. What has changed in your art? So everyone can pick something. And yes, we can have a new interview next year or in two years and see like, hey, what is your new insight, your new wisdom to share? Mm -hmm. So everything is valuable um, because we have so many amazing talents and artists on this planet. And I want to shift Yeah, that everyone gets to have, as you said, like a more beautiful, more abundant, more successful, more impactful life by changing a mindset, changing, yeah, a behavior by knowing how. So having tools and to integrate it. Mm, a beautiful project. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Hey, welcome back. Cool that you're still here. So I hoped you liked the episode. And as I said in the beginning, it would be amazing if you would leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, if you give me a comment on social media, what you get out of it, like valuable things, maybe you have written down something. And yeah, subscribe on any of these platforms. And if you want to get more content around from artist to entrepreneur and support in, on your path, Subscribe on my Instagram account or in Facebook, on YouTube, so you will find different kind of contents there. And maybe see you next week.